Frank's Red Hot Sauce, for sure. Really? I don't know if I've ever had Frank's Red. What? Where do you get Frank's You're Red? You're kidding. What, what You're would kidding. I have had it with? Fucking pizza, fucking chicken, pizza? fucking, I don't hot know, cereal. Pizza? Cereal? Don't give me well, that not face. Cere- not, not cereal, but <laughs> definitely pizza. Dude, oh I've my god, you are hot sauce on pizza. You're psychotic if you haven't had Frank's or even hot sauce on pizza in general. Why? Dude, just have it. I can't believe you're serious right now. Selak and Griffin would kill you. Is there like a certain pizza that goes great with? Because I'm a big barbecue and... Uh, pizza with cheese on it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Have, you know, that's a big thing that I've been having down here compared to Chicago. Every pizza in Chicago always has marinara sauce on it. I've been having a doesn't, lot of just Isn't like, like all pizza of marinara sauce on it? That's what I thought, right? No way! Is that not? Is that not true? I've just had cheese pizzas. It's just cheese and dough, and that's it. That sounds good, though. It is pretty. Because I love dough. I'm a dough boy for sure, and yeah. I love cheese. You're that dough I'm, boy? A ch- I'm a curd nerd too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a curd nerd dough boy. That's what's up. That's my new rapper name. <laughs> well, curd bird dough. <laughs> curd. Curd nerd dough boy. My hot sauce of choice. <clears throat> yep. Valentina hot sauce. I don't know if you've ever had Ooh. it. We used to have a big old... No, but I can tell just by the bottle that it it's pretty legit. It is pretty legit. You know how much this, this cost me? Four thirty-two. Ninety-nine cents at my Kroger. <sighs> yeah. I don't have anything to put hot sauce on. I've got peanut butter, jellies, <laughs> oatmeal, and you, yeah. ooh, I do have mac and cheese, but it's like a white cheddar, which hot sauce isn't the best with. But you can just bring it days. to the dining hall. Yeah. Just bring it to you the dining what? hall and like put on everything. <laughs> put it in your backpack. I don't know. My roommate, he's from Louisiana. He used to just bring Cajun, like, like That's Cajun the most Louisiana spice, shit. Spice pocket. Dude. And he would just throw it on everything he ate. Oh, oh my god, that's the most Louisiana shit. Dude, Cajun Cajun like chicken is the best. I just get like those Cajun chicken seasonings that you get at, like like the grocery store and I just like I'll do my usual chicken seasonings and then I'll just dump Cajun all over it. And then it's it's just oh, the smell is great. You can just put that shit on like fries too. Yeah. I put that shit on everything. Yeah, exactly. That's that was his whole thing. He literally <laughs> that's put literally, it on Yeah. What a great marketing like campaign is just we literally put us in everything and you should too <laughs> like so that everyone just uses it as much as possible we went to get like chicken katsu at like this asian uh dining hall at my school and he brought his his whatever he's throwing it on rice and chicken and the yum yum sauce but it's okay the yum yum sauce <laughs> have you heard about the yum yum sauce no it's just I'd like love the white sauce it. everybody calls it the yum yum sauce i don't think it's like a scad thing either it might be but no, it's not. It's not just a scab thing. It's a food thing. It's definitely. A, I don't think it's called thing the yum yum sauce though. I feel like that's like a street name. Oh, right? okay. I didn't know what you meant. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but, like that's so weird how food can just like change. Like I'd never heard of honey on pizza. Have you had honey on pizza yet? No. Dude, game changer. It was. It's. I think I'm gonna put honey on all my pizzas from now. What? Try it, and that's all. That, that's if you're listening, that's all you gotta know is just try it a little bit. Literally, take a like a slice, like half a slice of pizza, put a little bit of honey on it. You're gonna be, you're gonna be changed forever. Your life will literally restart. Do you like barbecue pizza? <laughs> I do barbecue chicken, California Pizza Kitchen for sure. California Pizza Kitchen, dude. CPK frozen barbecue chicken pizzas are so good. I went there once. We had a. Uh... I think it was a manager uh, meeting for Taco Bell. You know, Gabina treating us all. And it was, oh, it was a good yeah. time. Classy, I think bougie. I got salad there, though, which apparently oh. was a big mistake. You know, it's called That's illegal. Kitchen, but, yeah. Dude, CPK's great. Oh, my God. That's a, that's like a hidden gem. I'll have to go there sometime. It's not a hidden gem. It's it, No, what am I saying? It 
it was a gem before, and now it's slept on. No one cares about it anymore because, like, Chick-fil-A owns the world or something. True. <laughs> but CVK, like, I feel like it's kind of being neglected. Is it all over the nation? Or is it only, like, Midwest? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be a, a national franchise. Because I, I haven't seen any of them down here. CBK is an international country, or an international company across eight countries with 200 restaurants in the U.S. Eight countries. 200 yeah. in the U.S.? Yes. That seems really small. Two per state? It probably okay, it's, doesn't average out to two per state. It's probably not all, it's probably not in every state, but I bet it's in major all major cities. There's a lot of major cities, man. <laughs> the the people ask question. The next the next one is what happened to CBK? <laughs> <laughs> but it... I love CBK. Like I never even thought of it as like California pizza. Like when you think of California pizza, what do you think of? Nothing. I don't think of whatever CBK is selling. I don't know if if California has a special pizza the way Chicago does, the way New York does, the way Colorado does. What's Colorado pizza? Honey on pizza, brother. All right, all right. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the pumpkin pizza I got once? No. I got it a few times, actually. It was a mod pizza. For those unfamiliar with mod pizza, oh. it is like a subway for pizza. You kind of pick your... It's a good way of putting mod pizza. Huh? That's exactly what it yeah, is. Exactly, That's a good right? way of putting what mod pizza is. I just, I've never thought about that. Um, But yeah, it's like a little assembly line. But they would have like pre-made options, so it's not so stressful when you get up there. And <laughs> there was a seasonal pizza called the kevin i don't know why it's called the kevin <laughs> what? but it was like the fall seasonal pizza for that that year and it was like a pumpkin puree sauce instead of barbecue sauce or marinara it was, it was just puree pumpkin and it was delicious it was amazing but that does sound like it'd be pretty good it's very sweet so i'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be a lot like the honey now is the honey in addition to like a marinara because I don't think um, I like that. So the way it was served to me, I was in Idaho Springs, which is just outside Denver. Um, it we got like two large pizzas and honey on the side. So it's like it's like what like ranch would come in. It comes like on a, in like a side little like container, and you can either dip it in or you can drizzle it all over your pizza. I drizzled it all over, and what I noticed was it tastes best. What it tasted best with was the crust. So like the crust was that thick doughy crust, or it's like curled almost. And I think I would just drench it in that. That was so good. I love honey. What's the difference between honey and maple syrup? I've thought about this before. Um, if you there's like documentaries on how maple syrup's made, it's actually really cool because honey comes from, you know, the beehive and shit, all mm -hmm. like that. Like it's there's a whole system of how honey is harvested, but maple syrup literally is coming from like trees. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like spur, like I think the documentary I watched it comes from like trees in Maine, maple trees, and it's like this whole crazy process where it's extracted from the tree and then it goes through this other set of processing and like other, uh, like actual, like a manufacturing setting almost. And it's a lot more existential than honey for sure. Have you had what? maple syrup and popcorn before? Uh, it's been brought up to me before and I think I shut it down. I like my popcorn really bland, like just like nothing on it. I used to love mine just drenched in butter with lightly salted, but lately, like, just salt in my popcorn. Like, I'll eat a whole bowl of popcorn, and my mouth is just dry and disgusting, and I hate it. So, I'm on board See, with kind of, like, that plainness of it. Popcorn is just, like, it used, I used to be, like, just eating popcorn for fun. And now, it's, I feel like I should only eat it watching a movie or at the movies. And I don't want it drenched in butter. I don't want it drenched in salt. If it can be kettle corn, I prefer kettle corn. But like a little bit of butter and a little bit of salt, and that's all you need. And I don't like the caramel popcorn or like any of the special like chocolate-covered popcorns. Like, like that's not popcorn. Mm -hmm. But what I was thinking about before, the way you described Qdoba, or not, sorry, Qdoba, um, uh, Mod Pizza, those are like my favorite places where it's like Subway style where like you just pick it out. That's what Chipotle is. That's what Subway is. I don't like really Subway anymore, but I loved it before. And then Mod Pizza. Those are the best kinds of restaurants or fast food where you just go and you design exactly what you want, however you want it, whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Taco Bell should have it. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to... Actually, you should talk to the CEO. I, Aren't you linked with him on LinkedIn? I don't know. I'm 
linked with the COO of Taco Bell. All That's right. even better. That's even better. Um, I don't know who the current CEO though, because I know you are. I don't know if it's either Chipotle CEO became the Taco Bell CEO or if Taco mm. Bell CEO became Chipotle CEO. He's just trying to. But he's just trying to monopolize the whole going on there. Yeah, the whole like Mexican industry. Um, well, Chipotle's Tex-Mex. Taco Bell is just American tacos, yeah, really. Yeah. That's basically Taco Bell is not Mexican at all. It's American tacos. It's Mexican-inspired American food. I think that's, that's a good way of putting that's it. That's what Glenn Bell stated it to be back in the day. So yeah, going back... My cousin, Sean, he was the first one who told me about, like, the popcorn and the maple syrup, right? Sound like a good idea. Sounds like a Mm -hmm. good combination. Now, it's not something that you drizzle over the popcorn, right? Because then you're going to stick your hands in there, and you're just going to have sticky hands. It's going to be a big old mess, right? Is there another way of doing it? Yeah. So, what he ended up doing, or what he told me to do, is get, like, a little bowl, a little cup. I used a little like a little Tupperware rectangle container, right? And I was in my basement playing like Call of Duty back in the day. It was probably like early middle school, fifth grader, Mm -hmm. something like that. And I've got this big wooden chair, the most awkward, uncomfortable thing to sit in. (laughs) I remember. And I'm like hunched over with like a controller in one hand and I've got like the bowl of popcorn in my lap. And so I'm grabbing one piece of popcorn at a time dipping it on like a desk that's in front of me, pulling it out and then sticking it in my mouth. And I'd go do that repeat, do that repeat. It's delicious. <laughs> I loved it. Now, what I didn't realize is how stringy maple syrup is. So as I was sticking it in and dragging it out towards my mouth, it was stringing from the carpet <laughs> like over me, your body the whole over time over the carpet over my pants onto my controller i completely ruined my xbox controller it was smothered <laughs> in just maple syrup oh yeah and you're like 12 you're just oblivious to <laughs> fucking everything like like holy like when i think about what we were doing at that age i would have been doing this I, I probably did some similar shit where you just literally you don't think you just do up until you're like probably 18 mm-hmm. or maybe even later some people i know people that are 20 and don't even know what they're doing like you kind of just do and act without even thinking about it and that's what you were just like i'm hungry <laughs> i'm grabbing i'm eating and then you you face the consequences later let me tell you, you know shit i was so sticky that day <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say you just got into bed all sticky <laughs> for other reasons for once <laughs> um but yeah we are back we're recording this on march 30th it's a tuesday and it's a been, weird it's, yeah it's a little weird it's been a hot minute since we recorded we just got back from our trips in the past i think i got back a week two weeks ago jason when did you get back uh i got back to chicago last friday and then i spent some days there with friends and family and i got back to oshkosh sunday morning i literally drove from downtown Chicago at 7 a.m. and got to work at 11 and worked eight hours Jesus. and I was just exhausted after all my traveling, but it was it was so nice to be back in Wisconsin like with my daily routine in my own bed finally like I'm I feel so much better now mm-hmm. I was kind of again like exhausted and like sleep deprived from my schedule on vacation and like that's that's a weird part about vacation is like it's rarely comfortable. Like, it's fun, but it's rarely actually comfortable. Like, I know you had some experience with that for sure, camping. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're having, like, flashbacks of, like, <laughs> sleeping in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we, so we left, um, this is a few weeks ago. We left on a Friday at, like, 5 a.m. We were just driving, driving, driving. We wanted to camp the first couple days. So the first day we ended up in Kentucky went from chicago down to i don't know where we were staying in kentucky some sort of mountain or something there's so many dogs like stray dogs we'd see like groups of like four or five dogs just running like in the country areas it was like upwards towards the mountain as we're going up there yeah you weren't by like cities or Mm -hmm. anything oh yeah it's definitely in like the more rural setting but Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of dogs i wasn't expecting that it's kind of crazy but we got up there, and we're not, like, too far south yet. So it was really cold. I mean, it was, like, 20 degrees maybe when we left Chicago. So, like, obviously that's not good. But I think the high was in the 50s when we got to Kentucky. 
So we're hiking around, doing it out, whatever. We ended up setting up our tent, cooking food. But when we went to bed, I have, I wasn't prepared. You know, I thought I might be prepared. I <laughs> was not prepared. a camper, bro. I'm not a camper, right? I'm not a granola <laughs> boy. So, you know, we talked in the last episode about camping, right? And so I was like setting up my tent in my backyard. What I didn't realize is I didn't pack my little steaks to stake my tent in, right? I only had <laughs> like one the in my bag. most important <laughs> component of a tent. Luckily, my friend who we were camping with had a bunch of extras. So we were able to chop, 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 throw it in there. But I also didn't bring the rain flap. So if it ever rained while we were camping, I would have oh, just gotten flooded. So That's tough. Yeah, so, you know, I got a nice breeze through the night. It was like maybe 30, <laughs> 35 degrees. I was in a nice summer sleeping bag. But, you know, we got through it. I didn't have a pillow And I either. bet the sun was up in there too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what, like, if you don't have the cover over the top of the tent, like, you just wake up to exactly whenever the oh, sun yeah. is shining, yeah, which is probably like 5 a.m., yeah. 6 a.m., yeah. yeah. That's, I, yeah, I've had that. That sucks. I was up. But that was the first day. It's great. And then the next day, we drove down to Georgia. We're going to camp this day, too. We're just going to drive all the way down, have a good time. We ended up stopping at this place called The Lost Sea. It's really cool. You guys should definitely check it out. I think this was in Tennessee. But it's basically just this underwater cave. It's got like a lake in there with a bunch of fish swimming around. And you could like hop on the boat. They drive you around and give you a cool tour of the place. Wonderful, wonderful experience. But that took a couple hours out for a day. So we got to the campsite really late. It was like pitch black or something. We we're going to pick up firewood. And the guy told us, hey, you shouldn't be camping now. It's bear season. There's black bears out there. <laughs> we're like, oh no, oh no, what's going on? Bears. We're scared, especially like hearing that from a local. We're like, ah, whatever. We're going to go up there. We go. Dude, no, the local definitely knows what the fuck is up. <laughs> you definitely should have listened to him. <laughs> we drive all the way up to the top and all the spots were taken. Little do we know. It was spring break. We ended up getting a hotel at this <laughs> place. Did we know. And this guy told us that at the beginning of the day, there's only like 30 out of 100 spots booked. And then two hours later, 60 people came up from Florida and took the rest of all the spots. <gasps> That's oh crazy. God. 60. So there's only like one spot in a hotel. We stayed in a hotel. And then the next day, mm. we ended up going to Savannah, Sunday. And you know I go scared? Savannah. I was just happy to be back. I didn't give a shit what we did at that point. So the next <laughs> oh, week, yeah. kind of chilled, played volleyball. And there's this restaurant down here called Better Than Sex. It is a dessert restaurant. It's kind of like for dates and whatever. And it's kind of like romantic. It's got like nice erotic uh, like around the place. Yeah, bring your grandma. Yeah. Lighting. But it's, it's such a fun place. If you're ever down here, you could... You know, get a drink, do a rim job with a couple friends, and just have a good oh, time. Do, oh, just do a rim job, just, dude. Okay. You know, casual. So. <laughs> Guessing yeah. that's a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm back. I'm happy. How was your trip, Jason? Fucking long. It was... It was so fun, but, like like I said, by the time I got home, I was just so fucking ready to be back. But, um, I left school on that Friday afternoon after class mm-hmm. uh went home got ready for my trip for dayton ohio just to see a friend in dayton me and two other friends from home we drove there we got there at midnight and so the whole the whole point of the trip was to go to this crazy party in dayton which is basically just a saint patrick's day party we got there at midnight apparently the, the party starts at 4 a.m you start drinking at 4 a.m and it was i got like an hour of sleep it was terrible we went out blah 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 went back around like noon and napped went back out again later and the, the, the temperature change was weird because we went out at 4 a.m. It was 30 degrees and dark out. And then when we come back, nap, we wake up and go out again. It's like 80 and sunny. Like we literally, it was, it literally, the whole trip felt like a fever dream. We were fucking miserable. <laughs> like we were sleep deprived. It was hot as shit. We were drinking and we had no idea where the fuck we were. And then we went and got like barbecue and we all got kind of sick from it. Not like we were thrown up or anything, but we all just felt like shit. So then we kind of just called it. It was still fun. We had a good time, but like, that was not that wasn't the highlight of my vacation. The highlight of my vacation was leaving Dayton and going to Florida. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. get back home. My Florida uh, flight is at seven a.m. the day after I get back from Dayton, and I go to my brother's in Tampa. So he moved there about like 
like like seven or eight months ago, and he lives there with um his roommate John. Was he living John, in Lake Zurich before then? Yeah, he was living with my mom, and then kind of around, and then got the hell out. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, number one advice to anyone that is over the age of eighteen: move the hell out of your hometown, or at least your parents' house. You'll definitely love it, and your life is going to get better for sure. But um, so my brother lives with his roommate John Replinger, who is the son of mine and my brother's high school math teacher, Mrs. Replinger, who is just an angel, sweetest lady, definitely my favorite teacher all of high school. And we're going out to dinner like every night with it's me, my brother, John, his little brother, who's a year older than us, and then their mom who's our math teacher and i'm like you know pounding drinks with my old geometry teacher in high school and like my brother and the other two guys and like we're having a blast we were going out every night not like to like bars and like going crazy but we would go to nice restaurants get wine we did a wine tasting one night where what was actually one of the weirdest things um they just told me to like come down and we're like hey we're gonna do this wine little tour on the river and i was like okay cool I just throw on my shorts, throw on my bleach dye t-shirt, and end up at this five-star restaurant on the river. And I'm completely underdressed. I walk in. I'm the only one in shorts. I'm the only one not with a collared shirt on. And I look like an idiot. (laughs) And they serve me this, like, nice shrimp scallop, like, garlic shrimp and scallops dish with uh, paired with a white wine. And it was like, okay, I don't fit in here at all. But luckily, that was the nicest place. They only got worse, which was good because I did not want to keep feeling underdressed. Um, but the best part about the wine tour was we met this lady who was pretty bougie and she was also a past queen of Egypt in her past life. And she's telling us about how she went to Egypt and she already knew, she knew from some other spiritual experience that she knew that she was a queen in her past life of Egypt. And then she tells us her most recent trip back to Egypt. She met her husband, her old husband from her, from her past life where she was walking past his tomb. And just was drawn by some force. And blah, 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 blah. Story goes on. My brother and John end up getting a date with this lady. She's with her husband. Not a date, but like another appointment to hang out with her and learn more about this past life stuff. And I haven't heard anything else about it. But she was definitely very intriguing and pretty persuasive that she actually was a queen in her past life of Egypt. When did your brother and your Um, friend see her again? Uh, they were, I, I think they were supposed to go either last night or tonight. I forgot to ask, or it was last night or the night before. I need to ask and see if anything else happened with yeah, it because sure. it was so weird. Like they were talking, like John was talking to her the whole night. And by the end of the night, he's like, Hey, listen, like I had, we had some great conversations. Could I get your number? And like the, her husband's there the whole time. It's not like there's anything sexual at all. He like, he straight up was just like, I need to know more about you. Mm. And so he gets her number and they were texting the rest of the night, him and like this, like 60 year old lady. It was hilarious. Um, and then, so the whole time, like such a blast with John and Alex, um, it was really good to see my brother. We hung out at his apartment where like, he's got a rooftop pool. I would go up in there in the morning, you know, sit in the sun. Oh, it was, it was really nice. And then, uh, another fun part of it was we trained with my brother's trainer who is an ex UFC fighter. And we were doing like jujitsu, different types of martial arts and boxing training and he's actually Dave Batista's trainer. I forget if I talked about this with you. Do you know who Dave mm. Batista is? No. He is uh, Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy or Avengers. Um, he trains him, and he basically is like one of Dave Batista's best friends. He also was Chuck Liddell's trainer back in the day. Like he's done a lot in his career. And he was telling us he's super modest about it too. Like very humble. Doesn't really even realize how big of a deal he is. And he's like telling us these stories about Dave Batista, and he's like. Oh yeah, uh, I went to like the uh, the Avengers uh, post screening party. I was like, oh, that's insane. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you, do you know uh, Robert Downey Jr.? I was like, yeah, I fucking know Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, I met him. And then oh, Thor, I met Thor. Thor was really cool too. He like doesn't call people by their like real names other than Robert Downey Jr. He calls them by like their Avengers name. He goes, yeah, I hung out with all the Avengers and like like met them for a whole night. They were all really nice. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like, what do you mean you hung out with the Avengers? No shit. That's like, that's in, that's nuts. And so we trained with him three days out of the four that I was there. And honestly, just the best, the best sessions of my life have ever, like, just workouts that were just different. Like, you actually felt lethal while you're doing it. You felt like you were making progress. You're just dripping sweat the whole time. And an hour of training with him 
feels like three hours of lift of weight training. Like it goes by fast because you're actually giving it your all the whole time. Cause he's very persuasive. Um, and then on my birthday, which was last Thursday, we got to go skydiving. So the whole morning was kind of like, I need to get in the right headspace for it. And I did because I knew that if I just kind of like did it, I kind of would have been a little caught off guard. It might have freaked me out. So I was kind of preparing for it mentally for the whole morning of. And so I go on a walk by myself on the river walk, was like thinking about it. Didn't really like want to look up anything. I was just like, I'm going to be falling out of the sky later today. And I knew that. I had to tell myself that. So then fast forward a couple hours later, it was an hour drive. We went like an hour east out of Tampa. Pull up to this place. No one speaks English. <laughs> it's just me, my brother, and Nate Rep, who's John's little brother. Because um, John and his mom were doing some other stuff. So it was just us three, me, my brother, and Nate. And my brother's gone before. This was his third time. It was mine and Nate's first time. And what was really cool is we met this girl there. It was also her 22nd birthday that day. And they had actually just driven from Moab, Utah to Tampa to skydive here now. And they live out of a bus. They were living on a short bus. And that was basically their life. They were just total hippies. But they were, like, super cool. And so we're getting strapped in. Oh, after I have to choose like my three songs to fall to, which was really cool. Like for the video that you get, they you get to choose three songs for the video. And so I'm like preparing myself for this mentally the whole time. I wasn't really nervous yet until we actually get on the plane. But first I'm introduced to my instructor, my tandem, which is Andre. Doesn't really speak that well of English. He's just kind of yelling at me. <laughs> he's like, he's getting his point across. I can tell what he's saying. But like, it was, it could have been like, if something went wrong, he couldn't communicate something that was important to me. I would have been scared for sure. Yeah. Um, he gives me the rundown, we jump, we jump in the plane and I start kind of getting nervous and a little like jumpity once the plane just starts moving. Like once we're going on the runway and t- like ascending, the whole thing is easily less than seven minutes. Like from takeoff to you landing on the ground on your feet is definitely less than seven minutes. The ascent takes longest for sure. And then when you're up there and you're just looking out the window and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is real. I'm about to fly out of this plane. So you put your feet over the edge, and you see that I saw that the person went before me. They he just disappeared. He is his he was hanging out the window, and then boom, they're gone. Like whoosh, they're fucking gone. You never see them again. And then you go up to the window. I was second, and before I can even look back at my brother and say bye and like try to like get my point across that like this could be the last time I see you. I knew it wouldn't be, but I was like trying to like be a little dramatic about. It. Before I could even look back, Andre goes, "All right," and then we just push me forward. And we are flying out of the fucking sky, me and my boy Andre. It was incredible. The first five seconds, you don't even know it's hitting you. You are rotating out of the plane for like 10 seconds. Like, plane, earth, plane, earth, plane, earth. You don't really know what's going on. And then you level out, you're flying down, and your mouth is just dry. Your face is numb. You can't feel anything. You can't hear Andre yelling in your ear. You're just plummeting towards earth. And you can't think of anything else other than plummeting towards earth. And I had the best time in my life. I really want to do it again, and I hope you will do it sometime with mm-hmm. me. We got to do it in Chicago or maybe Georgia sometime. It would—it's so much fun, and it's like definitely something everyone should try. I had—it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life, for sure. So, is there a specific place that you want to skydive next? Uh, I thought about that. It—it it would be really cool to fly somewhere or skydive somewhere abroad. But if I—if I were going to choose somewhere. Like, that's the thing. You're not going to skydive out of a major city. Like, you can't, like, go to downtown Manhattan and, like, jump up in a plane and land in Central Park. Yeah. Central Park. You have to kind of go in the outskirts of a city. So, I think it's cool to just do anywhere near a coast. So, that's what we did. We were we could kind of see the coast because we did drive a little bit out. But it would be super cool to do it around, like, the perimeter of the U.S. So, anywhere you can see the ocean. Because I'm not going to, like, I don't know, if you go skydiving in Iowa, skydiving is going to be cool wherever you go, but you're not going to see anything if you're looking at the cornfields. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're... I think it would be cool to do in just, like, anywhere warm also, because it was, like, 90 degrees that day. We were up on the plane. It got hot up there. Yeah. Which I was, like, really surprised by, because I heard from other people that skydive that it gets cold, especially when you're out of the plane and you're just flying down. It got a little cold, because you're literally, your body's flying at, like, 150 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But, like, it got kind of hot just because you're in the plane and it's 90 degrees and sunny that day. Is there any other high adrenaline activities that you'd like to partake in? To be honest, I don't know if anything can beat skydiving. I don't know. Like, I actually, other than skydiving from higher levels, 
Like, so we did 11,000. The next one is 14, and the next one after that is 18. Anything past 18, I think you have to be, like, military grade or something. There has to be some other, like, uh, <clears throat> permissions that are that are required. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can just do the uh, 11, 14, and 18 just by paying, like, any skydiving instruction company. Yeah. You need to get some sort of, like, hangar or... Um, yeah. I've got the name of the like organization that you have to contact so like let them know you're gonna fly a plane above a certain level but you could do like twenty five thousand, uh like hey, oh yeah, yeah. Stuff, which we're gonna do oh dude yeah no it was it was the craziest thing i've ever done like like i'm trying like i'm trying to remember like what like i remember it but like i can't like put myself in the, my, my shoes back in that moment because it you're free falling for only a minute you're gliding for another two or three minutes and the rest of the trip is you're just ascending in a plane, and you've ascended in a plane before. That's not that's nothing new, but the whole new experience is only about three or four minutes long. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like you don't you don't remember it because it was such a short window of time that it happened. So you're trying to like put together the pieces. You remember everything, but like the whole experience was very small. So it's 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 definitely high impact, but. No, like nothing like it. I can't imagine anything else that could beat skydiving. In my head, like being someone who hasn't skydived before, I've done some cool stuff like parasailing and different yeah. stuff like that. But do you remember the first time you went on like a crazy roller coaster, like Raging Bull? Because that's why I compare it to in my head. Like I think I think roller coasters is the closest you can get because mm -hmm. you have that huge buildup of anticipation in those like two hour mm -hmm. lines and there's then it's over. there's a sense of danger. It's over in two three minutes and that's it. Yeah, okay. There's it, actually they're super similar when you put it in those terms. They're both super dangerous, high impact, low like low amount of time that it takes to do these activities. Skydiving and roller coaster, they're, mm -hmm. they're very close in time. Honestly, I think roller coaster is probably a little bit shorter, but. Actually, maybe not, because if you're not counting the ascend, the free fall, and the glide, it's probably about the same time as a, as a full roller coaster, at least a nice roller coaster that's longer, like Raging Bull. Yeah. Like, it's probably very close in the same time. Like, and there's that sense of, of danger. You're risking your life. You could die doing either of those. And, like, holy shit, you're moving fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> like, I, I forget what the fastest roller coaster was in the world, but I, I think it's faster than you're falling and skydiving, but it's probably safer just because you're strapped in and, like, there's no more sense of security in those roller coasters than there is flying up in a charter plane and just jumping out. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it goes roller coaster, or sorry, skydiving, then roller coaster, then maybe after that, like, cliff jumping or, like, cliff jumping actually is really fun, too. Have you cliff jumped? No, I haven't. Oh, that's, that's great, too, because if you jump in, like, like, 50 feet or less... You're just gonna land in the water. You're gonna be fine. But you're flying for a while. Like you're you when you jump from that cliff, you feel that sense. But that's even a that's a shorter amount of time. You're jumping off a cliff. You're only falling for four seconds at the most. I feel like I'd be more comfortable skydiving than cliff jumping. Totally. Tot. I agree. I do. Well, first off, I didn't even mention. I really, I wasn't as nervous as what I thought I was gonna be when we jumped out. You're too. You're too engaged in the fact that you are fucking flying towards the earth right then. That you're not even thinking about the fact that you might die. Because first off, if your parachute doesn't open, I don't think that would ever happen. That rarely ever happens, especially for like real companies that do this shit every day. Like, you're going to be fine. And cliff jumping, you jump out. What if there's a fucking rock? Like right? like a big, like, like I don't, I don't want to call it like a, like a boulder, but something under the water that you can't see. And you just land ass first and your butthole gets penetrated by this weird... <laughs> Like, you know, mm -hmm. iceberg, basically, that could kill you. Or, like, even worse, like, I don't know, like, what if there's a shark? <laughs> <laughs> or even, like, a big sea turtle. Like, a shell like that, your knee just slams yeah. on it. Or coral, like oh. a coral reef. That, mm -hmm. Like, a coral reef could fuck you up. Whereas, I got Andre on my back. Who, Andre literally, I watched him jump out of the plane two times before he did it with me. Like, it was, we pulled up, and I see him land. And he, he, before he gets me, the plane turns around, well, he, the, he lands, and the plane lands like five minutes later. He gets another person, straps up to them, walks into the plane, or that you walk on the plane, and then you strap up. And then he lands again, and then he comes and get me. So I'm like, okay, he's done this twice in the past tw 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. He, and I, when I was, when we were going up, I was like, so this is just another day for you, huh? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I do this probably 20 times a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
if he's jumping out of a plane 20 times a day, my brother told me that his last instructor, the time he went before, he had around like 2,500 jumps mm-hmm. in his life, which is like fucking nuts. Like I didn't even rode that many planes in my life, let alone jump out of them. Mm-hmm. There's a one of like the Red Bull like Daredevil guys. He Ooh, those guys are awesome. jumped out of a plane, I think over 21,000 times. And oh. when you do like a halo jump or something at like 25,000 feet, you could hit like 300 miles per hour during your free fall. Yeah, dude. And if, I don't know if you remember like the orbital jump um, that Red Bull did. Oh, when he, yeah, I remember that. But he went, I think, 700 miles per hour. Your body at 700 oh. miles per hour. Can you imagine that? Dude. No, I can't because I was going 120-ish, more or less, and that felt – that's something your body has never felt before. Mm-hmm. Like I I couldn't feel my face. Well, first off, they have like helmets and like yeah. a lot more gear than I did. I literally went in a t-shirt and shorts, <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome, and then those crazy goggles. But like those guys, they're flying that fast. I forget – when that orbit jump happened, I'm pretty sure didn't he like pass out for a little bit on his way down? I I could believe it. I would imagine yeah. like I would believe it if he did. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking you're out of your mind. But like also a badass. Yeah, absolutely. Would you ever oh do God. wingsuit? I know there's a name for See, it. See, that's okay. Shit, forgot about the wingsuit. That's dude. like the. End do you think that's worse me. than skydiving? I think that's yeah. more dangerous yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. Oh. <laughs> feel like it's a lot more because i don't know if you could do that as like a partner thing i think you have to do it solo no you gotta be a trained month you gotta be a trained professional Mm -hmm. that is a that is a job for bad motherfuckers those guys don't go to country clubs they go to fucking dojos and they are ninjas (laughs) (laughs) they're insane like who oh the squirrel i remember when they were still relatively new like we were probably middle school and they were first coming out and like Mm -hmm. we would see them we were like holy shit we called them squirrel suits remember Mm -hmm. like like the guys flying in the squirrel suits, they would be flying. There's, there's. Oh, do you remember the video of the guy that died doing it? No. He he was flying through San Francisco, and it was like really cloudy. Like he he was in the wingsuit, and he flew into the Golden Gate Bridge. Jesus. Like literally, like there was people. I think it was, it was either okay. I might be wrong. It was either Golden Gate Bridge or some bridge in like Japan. It might have been Japan. Mm-hmm. I forget. But either way, dude, he's he's hauling ass. And he just goes face first into a bridge. He's dead. He's dead right away. Yeah. But like that is a gruesome way to see someone die. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, okay, okay, wingsuit, wingsuit's next. Stay tuned. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's nuts. That's like I feel like that's when I'm in my thirties, right? I actually don't know if I could do wingsuit. Why? There's got to be a decent amount of training before they let you oh. use one of those things. Oh, I mean, you just buy one on eBay, man. You're fine. I was kind of surprised by how little instruction Andre gave me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me a thing until we're on the plane. Like, literally, we he I, I get my strap on, my harness on, and, we'll, okay, he gives me a little bit of instruction. He tells me, um, when, we're, when we jump, you just put your we, – we're going to strap together – and when we jump, you put your head on my shoulder, which everyone's comfortable. And I did that. And then we get on the plane, and he gives me the rest of the rundown, which is stick your legs back, and then uh, put your arms out, and stick your dick out. That's what he said. He said, arch your back, stick your dick out. And when I remember from when we were falling, is like, he, I can't hear a word he's saying. He's yelling in my ear, but you can't hear because you're fucking hauling ass. So... He just taps me what what I need to do. So like when he when I forgot to put my arms out, he taps my shoulder. When I forgot to arch my back, he taps my sides. When I'd put my legs out the whole time, but I imagine if if I didn't, he would have tapped me somehow to remind me to put my legs out. But like there was very little instruction. Like you could be deaf and blind and do this and they wouldn't they wouldn't question it. They would trust you with falling because you're just strapped in. Yeah. That's cool. But that was easily the best birthday of my life, and I will probably – I think I'm going to try to skydive every year on my birthday at least. Yeah. That sounds like a great goal. I, yeah, I really, totally. really want to go. I was going to go with Peter oh, in Kansas dude, City, it. but – Oh, yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah, and I asked my mom. I was like, Mom, I, uh, can I go skydiving with uh, – you, you asked for a permission? Right, dude, like I don't have a car. <laughs> like This was oh, – okay. I think this was over the last summer um okay but she's like jesse no you actually can't go and i was like you're fucking with me right like you're your own like, man you can do whatever she's like, you want it's your cousin's 21st birthday i was like he can come with honestly though 
but she really seriously wanted me though to go to chicago because it's like my cousin sean and we're, we're, we're close, oh okay okay so. that okay i thought she didn't want you going for like danger reasons oh, no, i was like that. oh she's like trying to hold you back <laughs> yeah. bro you gotta let, let that go <laughs> who's she yeah so I, but I do uh you yeah you'll be with me on my next birthday for and sure. we'll go yeah hey my mom my mom said she'd come next year for our birthday because me and my mom have the same birthday and i was like mom my birthday wish next year is that you skydive with me <laughs> she was like mm, i don't know like what if the parachute that's what people always instantly think and i if you look i i might have mentioned this to you before if you look up the statistics you are more likely to be killed by a vending machine than you are skydiving that, 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 you know statistically yeah 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 no i'm totally on board with you when people <laughs> tell me that like oh that's too dangerous oh you're gonna die no dude like, it's down to a science you get they into have a car out. every single day do you know how dangerous yeah. cars are yeah dude there's more there's oh my god there's so probably a thousand there's probably ten thousand times more car accidents a year than there is skydiving accidents yeah. now don't get me wrong there are definitely more people driving than skydiving but yeah if you're just yeah, talking, no yeah like ratios you're more like even if you're skydiving and driving every day it's probably pretty close in the in the danger scale yeah i definitely trust andre tandem to my ass more than i trust a 16 year old on the highway driving for his first time ever yeah it's it's like, bizarre. yeah oh totally there was an idiot when me and sec were driving to chicago or me and jay were driving to chicago there was um this fucking like he had to have been 15 he looked so young or 16 or whatever and he cut us off and he damn near almost killed us and it's like this motherfucker could kill anyone but andre would never let that happen (laughs) (laughs) andre's got your back totally totally but then uh after that holy shit the ride home we just rocked to rock and roll the whole the whole time like literally screaming out the window singing rock and roll it was electric and then we got tacos and sat on the rooftop where'd you get tacos from uh you know what it was funny it was uh there's one in oshkosh too it's called los tres amigos it's called the three friends (laughs) i think i went to one of those in california Really? I mean, it's got to be a common, it's literally a super basic name, Los Tres Amigos, like, but oh, I love tacos. I think every vacation I ever go on, I got to get tacos somewhere, and I got to compare tacos all across the country. Yeah, there is a uh, Los Tres Amigos in Coronado Beach, California, that I went to. I'm pretty sure I got swordfish tacos there, and they were delicious. Um, I was actually going to have swordfish the other night with my mom, but then it was like, still frozen we didn't feel like thawing it but i haven't had swordfish yet how is it i don't really remember you know my, my parents got into a lot of exotic meats over this past year and i really don't like a lot of them <laughs> i heard it has the same consistency as steak um swordfish or or maybe that was sea bass i think it was swordfish though. chilean sea bass is amazing that's like my favorite seafood chilean chilean sea bass is amazing uh, is that like originated from chili fuck if i know man probably (laughs) right it's gotta be what it is yeah um but like kangaroo meat is awful you had kangaroo yeah oh not a roo (laughs) first off let me so i i just moved in right i have a new roommate here at scad and uh my roommate's from taiwan and i don't know too much about him we're in the car we're getting the covid vaccine uh earlier this week and so we're in the car for like two hours and just talking, getting to know each other. And he just like brought up out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, well, when I was in the mines in Australia, uh, there is like this, this and this happening. And that's crazy. He used to just work in the mines in Australia. Apparently he just one day he's like, ah, I need to get like money. Like what, what do you mean this and this happens? What happens in the mines? Well, he used to... He he lived in Taiwan. I imagine it's those like gangster spiders that are like four feet big. <laughs> he lived in Taiwan, and then like one day he just like apparently told his parents like, "Hey, I'm leaving. I'm gone," and he just like got like a one way ticket to Australia, and he ended up getting into like these uh, like mining business of some sort but he wasn't going underground you have to get like a bunch of certifications to do that he's working on like the above ground operations 
but he was saying that oh. like his friend uh, wouldn't come into work one day. He'd be like, "Yeah, sorry, I got into like a car accident. I hit a roo on the way to work." And like, <gasps> it's like the way people in the Midwest yeah, hit deer; yeah. they hit kangaroos. And that's that's exactly oh, no what way. I was saying. That's crazy. They probably yeah. They think kangaroos are super basic. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. The same way we feel about deer. Yeah. Do you think they think about deer the way we think about kangaroos? I was just thinking that, dude. I don't know. Are, not, I mean, no. definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But, like, if I saw a fucking kangaroo, I'd lose it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, I feel like I, I've but never... They're really mean, though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're I've like, ever they got an attitude. seen one in a zoo before, either. I could be wrong. I don't think I have, either. But have you ever looked inside the sack of a kangaroo? Peter was just telling me this. I think, like, two days dude, ago. Dude, it's disgusting. <laughs> It's fucking, it's like looking inside a human organ. Like, it's nasty. If you think it's furry in there and comfortable, it's literally like opening up a human's gut. Like, it's just all intestines, or not intestines, whatever. It's organs. It's fucking gross. God, no kangaroo meat, that's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't the best. I think we had crocodile <laughs> or something. That wasn't good either. We had elk. I couldn't imagine it being good. Elk's fucking great. Elk was fine. It, it tasted very similar to like we had elk burgers and just tasted just like a burger to uh, me oh i've got some venison i need to make still in the freezer we had buffalo steaks though which tasted like steaks they were fine they were good don't get me wrong but like let's just let's just so you're just kind of you're, you're just kind of loving the chicken and cow life you don't need you know, anything i'm fine time. with just and fish the the i really haven't I, okay i like chicken if i could get my hands on like chicken breast that's great that's awesome Love what do you mean that. if you can get your hands chicken is the most accessible meat in the world i don't know man i just i got a lot of peanut butter here I'm trying to get through that bro do you have okay <laughs> chicken is so easy get an air fryer and you can have chicken do you know how expensive air fryers are Jason, I'm saving Dude, up for don't a stop bicycle. being stop being stingy. Stop being stingy. This is an investment. You're gonna start. You're gonna start making nice dinners. You're gonna be happy that you have a motherfucking air Dude, fryer. Dude, I'm leaving in two months. I don't want to like carry an air fryer back to Chicago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we had one back home with my parents, and it was really nice. But they're great. But you got a meal plan, don't you? Um, I get 25 meals over the course of the three months, which is like 2.5 meals a week. Oh, that's fucking terrible. But that's why I have so much peanut butter. Fuck college. <laughs> but like this meal plan's like a thousand dollars. What? Cheaper. That's actually terrible. I think I eat four meals a day. Wait, well, well, because this is like the apartment's cheapest meal plan. So I like I used to have a bunch more. I used to have like. Can we just talk about how much of a ripoff college dining and residence life oh, is? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even gone through it, and I know how shitty it oh is, and how gosh. like bullshit, how much money they dr- they just fucking drain from their students. It's so fucked Dude, up. I'm hearing like, because I know like schools in Wisconsin. I remember like Wes telling me about like housing there, and I think he was like, "Yeah, oh, it's definitely cheaper than it is for He's you." He's like, "Yeah, it's like five thousand dollars a year. It's so expensive." And I was like, "Huh? What? That's not bad <laughs> at like, all, bro. What? It's like thirteen thousand? <laughs> like, dude? Yeah, that's." I think the nicest dorm on my campus is like six or six and a half K a year, Mm -hmm. but like, it's a nice place. Like it's like, it's new. I think it came, like it's built five years ago. They have all new like, uh, appliances and there's a whole kitchen in every dorm, like really nice place. And it's in the best location on campus. Mm -hmm. But like, dude, if you look at like housing and like people that like go to school in Chicago or like at your school or bigger schools, like. They're easily paying 10k a year at yeah. least. I think if you get a single bedroom at Victory Village, which is like the apartment style, I think it's like fifteen thousand dollars a year. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Fuck that, it's dude. Kind of crazy. But yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, and then meal plans on top of that. I think our meal plan is like eighteen hundred dollars a quarter for like the standard student meal plan, which is a lot. See, that's of more money though. That's a lot, but like the the meal plan concept makes sense because you gotta eat regardless. It does, and it and it and it's and it's the best part is it's super convenient. It's very convenient, and there's usually a wide variety, at least at most colleges. But the problem, the thing that I have most problems with is like the resident life and what they charge for that. What do you mean by that? You're, you're already paying crazy tuition, oh, yeah, yeah. 
And then they also make so much money off you fucking living on campus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, they're not doing anything to help you, bro. No colleges actually give, unless you're getting grants and, like, scholarships from outside sources, no colleges actually give a fuck about your financial, like, well-being. They're just like, okay, you owe us this much money. Do you have any punishment for living off campus? What do you mean? How would I have punishment? So, for us... Do I pay more? Basically, yeah. Oh, God, no. So, I mean, SCAD's like a really expensive school, but they are pretty generous with giving some scholarship to a lot of people. Like, I don't, I don't think I've met somebody who doesn't have a scholarship of some sort, like, to SCAD, whether it's academic Yeah, most private or, institutes are like that versus um, public. Yeah, but if you aren't in SCAD housing, I think you lose, like, 33% of your scholarship. Oh, Which could be detrimental to some students. So. Yeah, that's tough. But then that's the thing, though. When you live off campus, some people, I don't know how, I know my old roommate was able to, like, pay his rent through FAFSA. But, like, you can't, you can't always use your college loans for an apartment or for a house that you live on off campus. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can for living on campus, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe so. Like, if you wanted to live in an apartment off campus, you'd have to pay out of pocket, right? Or can you use loans for it? I do not think I could use my student yeah. loans. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. So that's that's kind of an incentive for people to live on campus too, though, mm-hmm. is the whole FAFSA you supporting you. I mean, I think just school huh? in America is just such a money trap. Oh, totally. Well, that's the thing, dude. College years and years ago, like decades, um, it was – it made sense it was resourceful because there was information you could get at school and at institutes that you there wasn't the internet you couldn't get it anywhere else so you had to go to college whereas now holy shit linkedin learning you can learn everything you need to know to know about marketing management economics finance accounting anything business and you can just go and get a job and if as long as you can prove to people that you actually learned something through these courses then you can for sure provide the the job or provide the skills and services that those companies need from you in that job position Mm -hmm. whereas like Back then, it was like, oh, you went to this institute, you learned this. That's how you proved it. But now you can prove it through other ways, such as LinkedIn Learning, such as uh, what's the Amazon one or like the one that uh, Alex gave you? What? Udemy. Yeah, Udemy. Like, there's these other programs, other forms of learning and teaching yourself these skills. And like, no one, no one wants to make the full transition to um, recognize that as good enough for a job. Yeah, and. Something for me that I've struggled with, because don't get me wrong, like I've thought about like dropping out and just trying to figure stuff out, because I I got a lot of direction here at SCAD on like what to do and where to go. And at some times I was like, all right, let's just not do another year here, save 50K and just like get on with my life. But like I really wanted to work for a huge game studio, a huge movie company, something like that. And it is really really difficult to apply somewhere at like one of these huge firms that like they go through your resume with like an automated automated system and they could check your education and if you don't have like a bachelor's or some sort of education you're just ignored yeah, you're out. completely yeah so totally. i feel like with i feel like nowadays at least a bachelor's is almost like a baseline that you need to have doesn't necessarily matter yeah. what institution but yeah. So, yeah, my I always knew I wanted to go to college. As much as I don't love the college that I'm at, I'm so glad I did it just for that reason. That, like, what if one day I'm applying for a job? And I'm really, I'm a lot better at this job than my competitor. But, you know what, he has a fucking bachelor's and I don't. Why would I want to miss out on that? When really I just have to devote four years of courses that are pretty manageable and then I can surpass him. Yeah. But, but then there's also kids that are our age that never went to college that have been getting real life experience in real industries that matter <clears throat> and they have been able to develop their professional career and personal development and that put them ahead of us. Yeah. And that sucks because they not only saved money and were making money, they didn't have to do the bullshit that you had to do. Mm-hmm. But that's the world and that's how it is. But I was also thinking recently, could you just like tell an employer you went to college? 
was it up? Like, dude, they don't they don't call your school and they don't they right they definitely don't they definitely are not like hey like how did Jason do in math like it's not like that they don't they definitely don't ask for I don't think they would ask for a copy of your diploma right. I don't, I don't that, think like, so. Oh, you got your job at Epic Games. Congratulations. But Thank did you. they confirm anything with SCAD? Okay, so the thing the thing is, though, like, I they I met the recruiter through the job there at SCAD. So he knew that, like, oh. I'm here. So he knows you're a student. Yeah. So. But he knows you're a student, but he doesn't know you finished. Oh, no. I'm not planning you're not on finished. finishing. You know? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking are. But but right though like couldn't I just be like yeah graduated from uh, Harvard last year <clears throat> like no like would they okay okay maybe okay Ivy League definitely different hold on, there, hold there's on. probably some there's probably some ins do you want to do some testing sure so we could create a fake LinkedIn profile under like a name like like Wesley or something, you know something crazy like that <laughs> yeah sure whatever um, <laughs> something we... crazy like Wesley. <laughs> And we could give them like a CS major or like a master's or something. Okay. And <gasps> okay. There, like, there are cheat sheets for LinkedIn assessments out there. So I could have all the LinkedIn like programming assessments completed on the account too. So it looks legit. It looks like they've taken all the tests too to prove. Okay. And then we could just like apply for like really, really high level jobs and see yeah. if we get accepted. And then, and Dude, then Jason, you be... actually just take over this identity, and then you're making like six figures as a Harvard graduate. Um, I I think I should I should kind of uh do the person. I'll make another account that like endorses their like we'll just you know how you get endorsements on accounts. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. endorsements for each skill and whatnot. We could even like oh if 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 I'll be a a job reference like we could make a fake. I'll be another fake person. I'm. I'll use my real account as like a job reference, and then we'll make. We'll each make another account as like another past reference or whatever. Dude, let's actually just let's do this. <laughs> we're, we're we're doing uh, fake identity. It's gonna be a way that we can prove that the system is flawed, or we could just take this salary. <laughs> Dude, this is gonna be so depressing when we make like this fake account that gets offered like ten times more jobs than we're getting offered <laughs> than what we ever got offered. <laughs> Oh, okay okay yeah sounds like a fun time though i think that experiment could actually work like it's not this isn't some bullshit i think this is an actual experiment that could like really mean something we could do something for the world here man we could post this on our youtube channel it could be like a little hey. mini series <laughs> scamming linkedin <laughs> professionals part one. <laughs> oh man well, I guess we're wrapping up here, coming up on the hour mark. Glad we got to go over our past two weeks. We have been kind of out of it uh, because we were on vacation, and it might be a, a little bit of funk that we were getting out of, but we're going to be posting a lot more on social media. We're going to be keeping you guys more up to date on what we're doing and the episodes that we're coming out with. Hopefully, we're going to have some great guests coming up. And right now, I'm going to give you guys my movie recommendation for the week, which is the movie I Care A Lot on Netflix. Um, it's the same actress from the movie Gone Girl, if you've ever seen it, uh, Rosamund Pike, and also has Peter Dinklage in it, who was uh, Tyrion in Game of Thrones. This movie was wild, man. Like, it was so crazy. It took place, um, actually, not sure the matter of the city it took place in, but it basically was about the scam artists of the world that take advantage of senior citizens and senior citizen homes, take them, take their assets, steal all their money. It's a crazy world out there. This really puts into perspective. It came out in 2020. It's a thriller. Um, it's two hours long. The director is Jay Blakeson, and you can watch it on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Awesome, awesome. We're also going to be starring a YouTube channel in the next week or so, so look out for J-Side Podcast on YouTube. We're going to be adding um, just a bunch of kind of like goofy videos. We're going to be doing like a little apartment hunting or apartment reviews one of the days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look out for that. Make sure you follow us on JSI Podcast on Instagram, JSI Podcast on Twitter. If you guys have any questions or inquiries, make sure to email us at jsidepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll catch you next week. 